Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We're all missing travel right now. But you know what else we're missing? Getting more. With Priceline, you can save up to 60% on your favorite hotels, and you can also get exclusive deals on car rentals and flights. And when you save more, you can do more. More, wow, mmm, and yes! Priceline knows that every trip is a big deal. So when you're ready to book your next one, visit Priceline.com for the easiest way to get more out of it. And don't forget to download the Priceline app for even more savings. Episode 227 of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast to be notified of all future episodes. Apple Podcast listeners, rate and review the show. And everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is the I love, Jackson State University. And I'm joined again by Mo Knows. Welcome back, Mo. Man, thank you for having me, Corey. Mo, it's March. You know what that means? It's March Madness. <laughs> March Madness. We've already had some madness, boy. Mo, we've had some madness and we've had some sadness already. Fifty-four <laughs> fifty loss. A men's basketball team, the Texas Southern, bringing our season to an end. But it also closes out Coach Wayne Brent's tenure at Jackson State. But despite the loss, man, a valiant effort from our guys. Yeah, um, very hard fault. Can't really say too much more than than what they did and you got to remember we made the tournament after losing four starters score mm-hmm. who were those four starters mo for those who weren't paying attention <laughs> we lost isaiah williams we lost uh chance Moore. we lost gabe watson and we lost freeman wow mo we talked about on the preview show for the men's basketball season how deep this team was going to be and to lose four starters and, you know, to still rally and, and make a run at the end, it shows the depth of the team. Yeah, it shows um, what we've done as far as recruiting. Uh, we talked about how deep we were, and it showed down the stretch where, you know, even losing those guys, especially losing a Gabe Watson, losing a Chance more, who we relied on to score, and we were still able to make the tournament. That alone is an accomplishment. 
And losing those two guys specifically, when you talk about from an offensive standpoint, that just goes to show, we always talk about a true Wayne Brent-led team. Everything starts on the defensive end. So to lose that firepower, obviously, they had to buckle down defensively and, re- and rely on their ability to stop teams. So, again, a true Wayne Brent team. Yeah, definitely. And the team that played with a whole lot of pride, um, this team came into this tournament with a lot of destructions. And we still, you know, even though we came up short, we didn't embarrass the school. We only lost by four points, and we're going to definitely talk about how we got to that point, core. Absolutely, and we have to start with the bright spot. J-Mac, Javius McKinnis, another dominant effort, another great performance, double-double, 15-13. He's Mr. Reliable, so you know, you already knew that when the, the spotlight was bright, he was going to shine. Yes, he's a difference maker. He's everything that we need on the defensive end, and the way he crashes the boards, he and I mean, he's just a – just a pure talented player that you just can't you can't measure how great he is. Speaking of his greatness, another swag defensive player of the year award, man. Third straight season. So congratulations to Mr. McKinnis. No doubt. Um, especially when you listen to the broadcast of other schools, particularly when I was listening to the Bethune Cookman broadcast, those broadcasters were in love with McKinnis. Uh, listening to the Alabama State broadcast, the same thing. The way he plays the game, he goes 100 miles per hour. He gives it his all. Um, really, really glad that he's a Tiger. And those SWAC broadcasters, they're not the only ones who are in love with this game. There are some out-of-conference teams in love with this game because if you remember, he hit the portal for a minute, and he had some looks. He had some offers. Uh, but shout-out to J-Mac for, you know, staying the course, coming back. You know, he said it was just too tough for him to leave, and uh, he came back and he gave it his all. And you know what, man? This award, again, third straight season. Mo, they may as well name this award after J-Mac. Let's call it the J-Mac Award. Might as well give him a statue, core. Give him a statue, a hat, and a (laughs) T-shirt. Absolutely, man. But back to this game, man, as I said, a tough loss. But I think the pace and the tempo was a big factor in this game. So can you talk about that? How do you feel it affected the outcome? When you look at the pace and the tempo, um, we split with them during the regular season. And particularly in that second game, which was maybe a week or two ago, we lost 81-65, to I believe. And in that game, particularly Texas Southern, they ran us out of the gym. I mean, they, they was they was running and gunning, and it was absolutely nothing we could do about it. So in this game, dealing with this tournament, we slowed the game down. We didn't take a lot of quick shots. We controlled the pace, particularly in the first half. We were up 33 to 28 at halftime, and it was working for us. That was definitely the game plan. Hey, there was a team that scored 80 points on us two weeks ago. We, we kept them to 54. So that's a testament to the coaching staff. When you talk, when you look at a game plan shift, you know, obviously, if you know, from one game to the next, that shows you that the coaching staff is in the lab, watching film, putting together a game plan, implementing that game plan with their players, and their players are listening, and, and that, that the team overall carried out. I mean, obviously, we came up short, but the team, for the most part, carried out their game plan. So that says a lot about Coach Brent, because typically when you have a team that's on the skid and things were kind of shaky throughout the season, losing players and, you know, losing games. But, you know, a lot of times players will – teams will check out and stop listening to the coach, and the coach can lose the locker room. But, again, when it came down to it, when push came to shove, when they still had an opportunity to make the tournament, they buckled down, they got the wins that needed – that they needed. They got into the tournament, and they obviously carried out the game plan that the staff implemented. 
And a big part of that played on the shoulders of Jonas James. Jonas James had a great first half, and he was the catalyst for us. He was the reason why we were up. It was a huge part of what we were doing, and, hey, I'm, I hate to see him go. And speaking of Mr. James, we got to talk about it. You know, he was, you said it, it was a major reason why we were up, but also a major turning point in the game was when he got ejected. We talked about our senior floor general, second half, nine minutes to go, a tight ball game. And that was so uncharacteristic of him, especially at this time in, in the game and at this time in his career. But walk us through what led to that ejection for those of us who didn't see the game. Um, Jonas controlled the game for us. Uh, he was a little chippy. There was a lot of talking going on between him and the point guard for Texas Southern. They was going at each other pretty good. And Jonas kind of got caught with his hand in the cookie jar twice as far as those technical fouls go. Um, he, We were actually leading a good part of the first half and a good part of the second half, especially the beginning of the second half. But Jonas actually got ejected with nine minutes left in the game, Corey. And that was a huge turning point because what happened was Texas Southern actually started pressing. Mm -hmm. Soon as they realized that Dylan Taylor was the only ball handler we had on the floor, they immediately started pressing and they took the ball out of Taylor's hand. And as we know throughout the season, anytime a team presses, we will play Jonas James and Dylan Taylor at the same time just to break the press. So Texas Southern knew and understood the assignment. Um, my hat goes off to them for making the adjustment. Um, the coaching won the game for them. 54 to 50, Jonas could have easily helped turn that game around. It could have easily been a 60 to 54 game had Jonas played that last nine minutes. Wow. Major turning point in the game, man. You know, you know, <laughs> it's tough to lose that way. You know, we, we, we felt we had it, especially in the first half. And then for things to just turn, take a turn for the worst at that point, man, a tough loss. And, you know, for Coach Brent, tough way to end his career at Jackson State. But, you know, he spoke to the media after the game. He was upbeat. He talked about his future, and he also talked about what he shared with his players. It's been quite the career for you. What was it like to, to walk out that one last time and, and you know, really have to say goodbye to those guys and, and everything you guys have done together? You know, well, that's one of the toughest things to be able to do. You know, you know, God has blessed me uh, over and over to to be able to coach this game uh, 33, 34 years, to be able to to be the head coach at a Division One team, to, uh, to be at a place where I grew up right down the street. So it, it, it's been a, a wonderful career, it's been a wonderful journey. But, you know, like I say, you know, God has blessed my family to be able to, to stick around and, and, and coach this game for the last 33 years. You're still such a young man. What, what do you do now? You, you know, I really haven't thought about it. Uh, man, I, you know, I'm growing in my, my spiritual being. Uh, you know, I ask myself today if we lost this game, you know, I, I, you know, prayer and uh, whatever plan God has for my life. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm assistant coach next year. Maybe I take a year off. Uh, I do know I'm not finished coaching. I, I know I've had 28 good years uh, in the state of Mississippi, so it allowed me to retire. Uh, like I said, I'm 54 now. Uh, uh, next year, I may, may sit out and just enjoy it and fish, and then I may get back in it, and maybe August come. You know, who knows? He, he may have another plan for me, another assignment. But... Coach, is there anything you can share with us that you told your players after this game? You know what? Just probably for the first time with this group, uh, you know, that I love them. 
uh, that I wanted to see all of them uh, have success beyond this. You know, I went through every guy on the team uh, one by one, just telling them what I thought of them, how I felt about them. Uh, a lot of times when you're coaching, you get on guys, you say things to them, and they think it's personal, which is really not personal. You're trying to motivate them to play, to be a better person uh, on and off the court. So just, just a bunch of love for guys who have fought over the last three or four years that you spent countless of hours together in film and practice and, and on the track and in the weight room. So just, just the love that was shared in the room. You know, Mo, Coach Brent mentioned that he may not be done coaching yet, but if he doesn't return to the sideline, man, he's had one heck of a coaching career. Coach Brent has done an absolute great job from where this program was when he first got the job till now. We've made some strides. We've had some success. He's had his ups and downs, as any coach in their career would have, but I really appreciate his professionalism throughout all of this. Um, he had a team that had a, dealt with a lot of distractions. We actually had a kid to get drafted last year um, in Tristan Jarrett. So I'm, I'm really appreciative of what Coach Brent has done. Uh, and like he said in his interview, um, he literally grew up around the corner from Jackson State, and it was a dream come true for him to coach at Jackson State. And I've had a personal conversation with him when he told me that he's, he's still a Tiger. He's always going to do whatever he can to support this program, Corey. So I really appreciate him, and I got to salute him. We're mm-hmm. thankful, very thankful for what he's done for Jackson State University and Absolutely. the kids that he's helped graduate. And not just Jackson State because, you know, obviously this is a Jackson State podcast, but we talk about Coach Brent. We want to look at his entire coaching resume and just what he's done in the city of Jackson and throughout the state. And obviously everything starts with the high school championships when you talk about Coach Brent, you know, starting out at, at Provide and, of course, uh, you know, Piney Woods, he coached there, and then Callaway. You know, he has just had some of the top teams in the country. He's had teams that have been nationally ranked. He's had some of the top players in the country, including some McDonald's All-Americans. If you look at a Malik Newman, he had him early on in his career. Uh, the late, great Justin Reed, obviously, coached him at Provine. And even if you think back, Renardo Sidney over at Piney Woods, he had him early uh, his first year, even though Renardo didn't suit up for Piney Woods, but he had him early in his career. And obviously, he went on to, you know, uh, play in the McDonald's game as well. So, He's just, you know, from a high school standpoint, you know, if you just ended his career there in high school, he'd be a legendary coach, Mo. Yes, he's been very legendary, even what he's done with our program. As we know, he's known for um, bringing in our first crop of transfers, the Julissa's Nobles, the Nelsons. All of those guys came through, and it was literally our first time as a program getting Division One transfers from the SEC. Uh, we're also thankful for his wins. Um, he's had some big out-of-conference wins, particularly, I believe, I want to say he's undefeated versus Southern Miss. Southern Miss have not scheduled us in years, mm-hmm. and I believe Brent was 2-0 and against Southern Miss in the regular season. Um, he also scared Mississippi State. So we're very thankful. He even got a post postseason win. So we're happy for what he's done for this program, and the best of luck to him. I don't think he's done coaching. He's only 54 years old. He's he's had 28 years of service in the state of Mississippi. So he still has a little bit left in the tank. I look for him to, to really land on his feet. And I, I think he's still going to be coaching in a year or two, like mm-hmm. he said in January. 
Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Definitely wouldn't be surprised. I mean, it's just in him. That's what he does. He's often talked about not ever really having, a, I guess you could say, a regular job, you know, a nine to five, so to speak. You know, basketball has, has pretty much been his his life, and even from a career standpoint. So that's a, a blessing to be able to, you know, to rely on ba- basketball, whether it's playing or coaching, uh, to pay the bills. Uh, so definitely kudos to him for, you know, for, for what he's been able to accomplish through the game and with the game of basketball. And as you stated, he talked about the job at JSU being a dream job. Jackson kid grew up down the street. Now he actually applied for the job previously, I think about 10 years prior to when he got it and he didn't get it. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, that was a major disappointment, but he, he kept his faith in, in God and, and he kept, you know, doing his thing. And, and obviously he says everything happens for a reason. So when the opportunity came back around and he got the job, he was just, you know, overwhelmed with joy and, you know, again, he just said that that was the job that he always wanted. And, uh, you know, for well, how, how long has it been? Nine, t- nine years he's been coach? It's been nine or ten years. I guess. Nine or ten years. You know, he's just put his all into that program. And, you know, you can ask any of the guys that he, he's coached here at Jack State, and they'll say the same. But, Mo, what are some of the things that you remember most about Coach Brandon his time at Jackson State? Oh, it has to possibly be his early years when he brought on um, Julissa's Nobles and a lot of those last second shots that Julissa's would hit for us. Very thankful for that. And his first recruiting class um, that he brought in, Bolden, he brought in Javars Brent from Provine. He brought in Robinson. Um, So that crew coming in from JPS, that really helped jumpstart the program. And, hey, it got us to where we are today. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm thankful for the bridge. I'm thankful for all of his success. And I'm just thankful that, that Coach Brent, um, I don't think Coach Brent ever got a technical foul. Ever got That's a, a great point. I, I don't think he ever got kicked out of a game. I, I don't think he's definitely. ever done anything to embarrass this program. And I think that's something that we really should salute him for. Mm-hmm. You know, Mo, you talked about him being that bridge from the previous regime. Well, if we look ahead to next season, obviously we have a new head coach coming in, and that usually brings about some attrition with any athletics program. But there are some pieces on this team that I think any new coach would love to have moving forward. You just look at some of the guys on this roster. Let's start with the Ken Evans. He's a guy who showed a lot of growth this season, a former Dandy Dozen. So I think when he returns next season, he's going to take yet another leap. No doubt about it. We talked about him in the preseason, um, especially out of conference. He was very aggressive and he showed some great flashes. He became a shooter for us. And we're looking for him over the next two seasons to move from being a shooter to being a scorer. And I think in the last nine games, we really saw him showing that he has the potential of being a scorer in the swag. Mm-hmm. Another guy who really blossomed for this team when he stepped into the lineup was Mr. T. Lou, Terrence Lewis. So I'm looking forward to him coming back. And, you know, we talk about, again, that bridge, being a guy who can be a bridge to, for the next uh, regime as well. You know what, Corey? I'm going to nickname T. Lewis right now. And we're going to move beyond T. Lou. I'm going to start calling him smooth. <laughs> He's, his jumper is so smooth. The way the ball comes out of his hands – and from point blank range, he's automatic. From mm-hmm. from ten feet in, I believe he shoots about eighty mm-hmm. percent, and he's probably the best free throw shooter on this team. He's actually closed some games for closed us this year, mm-hmm. and he was a great offensive rebounder. Mm-hmm. Outside of Javis McKinnis, he is the best rebounder on this team. Yeah, he was a 
pleasant surprise for me. I wasn't expecting this from him just going into the season. But again, when his number was called, he stepped in. And there were some games where he had to do it down in the post. I don't want to say alone, but I'm talking about when J-Mac wasn't there as his sidekick. And he really just took control and got it done and led us to some wins. So shout out to T. Lou. But another guy we're talking about being in the post who really emerged late in the season. For me, he came out of nowhere. Mr. Marcus Jones, when his number was called, he really showed a lot. Marcus Jones, another Mississippi boy. He's from Sardis, Mississippi. Came to us from Southern University of Baton Rouge. Um, I really love him because he gives us depth in the post. And he has some moves, Corey. He has some moves. So I look forward to him adding to his his repertoire that he already shows. Um, He's going to have a great arsenal before he leaves Jackson State University. Mm Mm-hmm. Another guy I'm looking forward to, Mr. Colter Young, man. He showed some flashes. As a freshman, he had some – obviously a former Danny doesn't, so we already knew he had the talent. But obviously with the transition uh, to college for a freshman, you just never know. But he started some games for us. He got hot in some games for us. So he's a guy who going forward we may be able to rely on. If it wasn't for the depth at the shooting guard in the small forward position, Colter Young would be the swag newcomer of the year core. Hmm. He's just that talented. He's a sharp shooter. He came to us from Starkville, where he won a couple of championships. He has a great handle. And again, he can flat out shoot the basketball. Mm-hmm. And Mo, you know what, man? Little known fact, Mr. J Mack, he technically has another year of eligibility. Now, I'm not saying he'll be back. I don't know what the future holds. I don't know if he wants to see what's available professionally or or, or what. But again, technically. He could return. How how huge would that be? If you if you're okay, Mo, Coach Mo, you're the new head coach at Jackson State, and and we gift you with J Mac for us for your first season. How you feeling? I'm begging at his doorstep. <laughs> We're talking about that's the first recruiting time. pitch for for you. Mo. That is my first recruit. He is the number one pick of the draft. <laughs> he three year, not just starter, but defensive player of the. That year. doesn't happen, Mo. Does that ha- has that ever, ha- has that ever happened in, co- in college basketball where one person won the conference defensive player of the year three years in a row? Well, I would like to somebody to prove us wrong. I would love for someone to prove us wrong. Three-time defensive player of the year. Averaged a double-double. Mm-hmm. Not just getting double-doubles, he averaged a double-double. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. He's going to go down in the books at Jackson State University as one of the greatest post players we've had. And you know what I would compare that to if he returns? It'd almost be like Coach Reed and the women's team getting Amisha Williams back this past season. Because obviously she could have gone on. She graduated and could have, you know, uh, entered her name to the WNBA draft when she came back. And look how dominant she's been this season. I think J-Mac, will, it would be similar for him. I think his he, level he of do dominance. Would, he could do the same. Absolutely. He could do the same thing. J-Mac, if you're listening, 1400 Lynch Street next season. Let's do it. Man, spin the block one more time, Jay. <laughs> one more time. And also, Mr. Von Johnson, let's not forget about him coming in as a freshman, expecting big things for out of him as well. So I think the future is bright. And our Coach Brett, he's the type of guy where I know, you know, if he's around, especially if he stays, hangs around Jackson, it's going to be hard to get him away from, from that. A- <laughs> It'll be, it's going to be hard to get him away from the AC, man. I think he'll be hanging around and help wherever if the new coach needs any help. I think he's the type of guy who, who will do anything that it takes to, to help this program out going forward. Yes, and Coach Brent is just such a great person. 
such a great person. And again, I'm just glad for that he was a Jackson State Tiger. Mm -hmm. I'm happy for his service. No doubt. Well, Coach Brent, hey, we salute you. Uh, we thank you for everything you've done and all that you've meant for this program. But one thing that, you know, goes unnoticed or, or it's not said a lot, not just what he's done for the program, what he's done for young men. Because, again, these are student athletes. These guys, you know, these, these guys, guys aren't going aren't going to play professional basketball. And I don't mean Jackson State basketball players. I just mean 99% of college basketball players, college athletes, they aren't going to play professionally. So, you know, having that father figure, having a head coach, uh, you know, like a Wayne Brent, that just means a, a lot to them, uh, you know, obviously on the court, but just developing great young men. I think that's most important. So salute to you, Coach Brent, for what you've done for these young men. Salute you, Coach Brent. Thank you. And salute to you, Mo. Mo, no. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, well, let, let's follow up because this women's basketball team, obviously, they're still alive in the tournament as we record. So we'll definitely be checking in with them as well. And we'll have you back on to talk about it, Mo. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. And that'll do it for episode 227 of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And again, be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast. Apple Podcast listeners, rate and review the show and everyone follow tiger talk with the 1400 club on facebook and tiger talk 1400 on instagram and twitter i can't stress the importance of this enough we're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department and it all starts with you downloading subscribing rating and reviewing the show and tell every tiger that you know we're on all podcast outlets apple podcast google podcast Spotify, CastBox, and so on. And we'll be posting each episode on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. As always, thanks for your support. Go Tigers! Hashtag the I love. the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done